Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Zero Lift, where we talk about all things motorsports and cars, be it if they have four wheels or two. I am joined by two wonderful experts who have driven more on both of those than I ever have, Lenny and John. I mean, technically, up, it's not a car if it's on two wheels, but whatever. I, cars, Just counting. All right, that's fair. All right, motorcycles, cars, I, motorsports. I am drinking one third of a LIT right now. Figure out which third it is. <laughs> uh, is that a Long Island iced tea? I don't even know what that means, really, but it's nice. It's tasty. Perfect. Well, and I'm Ryan. Hey, uh, I'm the host and the general car noob here. Does anybody actually know the ingredients of a Long Island iced tea? Because I just never bothered. I just Alcohol. Liquor, liquor, liquor. It yeah. Just pure liquor. It's like uh, triple sec gin, tequila, vodka. Lemonade. And then some condiments. Tea. And there's some lemonade in there, I think. Some ice, maybe. Yeah, I think there's ice in the iced tea. Yeah. Vodka. Anyway, yeah. That's all, like all, I all I got is, I, is, yeah, there it is. All, well, I guess I don't even have an, uh, a Long Island iced tea because all I have is iced tea and tequila in my drink. There it is. <laughs> a Long Island iced tea is like the alcoholic version of a KFC bowl. <laughs> yeah, like it's got a little bit of everything in it. I don't want to eat my food, so I'll just take this failure bowl with everything in it. It's perfect. Any sort of like I want to think any sort yeah. of mass mixed drink like that is just. You're not, and you don't even taste the alcohol if yeah. it's done correctly. And you're just like, next thing you know, you're like, oh, the room's blurry. What happened? Oh, man. Yeah, I definitely did it incorrectly then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no. Long Island Tea is like an alcoholic sine wave, yeah. like like destructive interference on a wave where it's like more alcohol and more alcohol and more alcohol. It actually cancels each other out and you don't taste any of the alcohol. You just taste drunk. Just taste drunk. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Well, yeah. definitely don't consume Long Island iced teas before you guys do any uh, sort of motorsporting or driving. Probably a, a good advisory to have there. Nah, bro. I've set my fastest lap times when I'm buzzed, dog. Uh, I mean, it's on the sim. On the sim is fine. Oh, yeah, on the sim no, is... No qualms. No, because there's no consequences. On the sim, absolutely have a Long Island iced tea. Go plug in F1 2022 or GT7 or a set of Corsa uh, and have at it. Why not? That, that was facetious, by the way. I, I don't, I don't set my fastest lap times when I'm bust. For the record, <laughs> just don't want anybody getting the wrong idea. Are, are, you're just high on the uh, on the sweet, sweet, delicious smells of go karts, motorcycles, and fast mm. cars. Oh, dude, I have gotten dizzy off that stuff. Why <laughs> does gas smell so good? What, yeah, How but what type of rubber smell so good in the morning? What type Same. of gas? You know what I mean? Because depending right. on the type of yes. racing you're doing, oh, depends any, on the type any, of yes, is the all answer. of it, any type, all of it, all of it. All did, of did they give it. you? Yeah. Did, all they of get, it. did they give you different highs and vibes? I, I've never been around like the high end, like racing fuel type of stuff, like you put in like a drag car or something. Uh, I mean, JP8 gets you pretty freaking zooted, man. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it does. It does though. It's probably the one I've I've smelled that the most is definitely jet fuel. (laughs) That's that good stuff, you know what I mean? Jet fuel gets you zooted. That's that's it, right? Yeah, you can only get that from the government. You got to have special papers for those. (laughs) We gotta make, we gotta make a T-shirt. Jet fuel gets (laughs) you zooted. (laughs) I'm down with that. It's great. So actually, jet fuel isn't anything really special. It's like mostly kerosene. Ah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's the funny 
funny story. That's like airplane. Oh, airplane fuel is high in like race high octane fuel, but jet fuel is is different entirely. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway useless factoid of the day perfect you guys you guys want to know something that chaps my butt yeah oh oddly specific what grinds are gears john what grinds are gears tell me what, you know what no, that's trademark that's trade yeah don't do that what causes you to miss shift john that's right oh my god <laughs> nothing because i'm perfect um that's the right answer only all right uh no, I had one. I had one the other day. So I was, I was out in the Grand Sport, and that car attracts more. Like I wasn't ready. I was not. Like I thought because I had a skyline, and I'm kind of used to people mobbing me. Like I thought I was ready, but like I wasn't. That car attracts. Reminds me of car. Kevin Hart. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Mm. I really wasn't. Um. <laughs> so I'm out in the Grand Sport, and this guy comes up to me and he's you know asking questions about it which is cool and um he's like what is it and i was explaining to him what it is well it's a 63 grand sport with uh replica and he's like this is this is the part he goes oh just a replica oh well <laughs> and i'm like i never know what to say in those moments because i don't want to be an asshole like the voice inside my head is like oh i'm sorry because you drive a real one right like <laughs> you even no, know no john you got you gotta you gotta say uh the other three real ones are in my garage i could only really drive this one on the street or, or something to the fashion you know yeah, I, yeah. I only drive a replica on the street uh, I think I, <laughs> I think it's because people have this like concept of replicas and kit cars that they're like you know Lamborghinis built on Fiero chassis and then you know what I mean or like oh, I could put a Bugatti body kit on my Chrysler and not um, like legit replicas where they literally reproduce the frame and then you put an engine as fast or faster than the original car. Generally faster. Like modern engines are ridiculously faster than old school. Yeah, like a 502 in a Grand Sport. 502, it's 130 cubic inches more than the original engine. I, anyway, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to brag on my car. I'm just sure. saying like the whole like. I, There's I a huge get, misconception on the car, I agree. Interesting. I just get anxiety about telling people it's a replica because most people don't know anything about Grand Sports or that you couldn't buy one today for any sum of money in any reality if you wanted to. Um, so don't? Yeah, I guess that'd be the answer is, is don't be don't be a poser <laughs> yeah, like you, me. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> no, think, John. Like, like, don't say it's a replica. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> well, because I also don't want to be a liar. Yeah. That whole, you know, it was raised Catholic. Especially with the Grand Sport deal. numbers being the, being what it is, like, it, unless you, you know, you but have a one in five car thing. that you're just honking on on the street like John probably is doing every waking moment that he's in it. But these people <laughs> don't know that about the Grand Sport, right? If they knew that about the Grand Sport, no. they wouldn't be cheesed about the fact that it's a replica. 
That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> they have no idea, right? They're like, well, who is it? Right? And they're not going to know that if it's a rep. It's just a grand sport. And maybe like after they walk away and they Google and they go, did I just meet somebody who has a gazillion dollars and has a one of six car? Ooh, you know, like, then, <laughs> right? <laughs> Otherwise, hey. like, who cares? Like, whatever, man. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Because it's still a grand sport. Yes, it is a replica, but like, you don't have to include that. That's an asterisk small text thing that, like, when you're listening to drug commercials, they start talking about death and all this yada yada. The main premise here is that it can cure whatever random thing we're pitching you on the uh, commercials, oh, right? I will not take a pill unless it causes anal bleeding. Sorry, oddly I just specific. knocked on the table. That is oddly Why? specific. Will not do it. Wow. I'm very discerning with my side effects. You just like hemorrhaging. That's what it is. <laughs> money, mainly. Yeah. Money, mm-hmm. primarily. Just money, like hemorrhaging. Money, money and wow. hemorrhaging. Well, speaking of money and hemorrhaging, let's talk about this week's topic. Uh, Formula oh. One at Spa. Uh, We're back. We're what? back from summer break. Yes, we are. That was a long month without any race weeks. Uh, but we did. Hamilton's so tan that he had to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where that game room is. He's gonna put that out there. That is a ridiculous outfit that he showed up yeah. on, what, like Friday or Saturday. Yeah, looking like yeah. damn Toby Maguire. He's, he's always more ridiculous. Spider-Man. What can people... that's gonna be the the I... the, the, the most fringe, right? No, what can people Google to find this picture for people that haven't seen Lulu Hamilton's? I don't know. Outfit. Lewis Hamilton. Um, probably Lewis Hamilton's Spa 2022. I mean, he looks like Strawberry Shortcake. It's insane. I mean, I'm sure if we look up Lewis Hamilton outfit, it'll probably show up. Yeah, number one right there. Lewis Hamilton Lewis, wears yeah, a yeah. pink tea cozy. But I mean, you could or Lewis Hamilton outfit, Belgium. That's what I've cozy. Yeah, tea cozy. I've got on DailyStar.co.uk. It is uh, saying Lewis Hamilton wears. Uh, I don't want your cookies. Lewis Hamilton wears pink tea cozy to Belgian GP, leaving fans in stitches, which is a play on words, I guess, because it's like a knitted, like like his grandma or some some lady eating crumpets and drinking tea in the UK knitted this thing together, and he's wearing it on his head, and like that's just the, stitches is is also like a a British oh yeah like saying for laughing a bunch. It is, and it's Maybe, American. Yeah. It's a play on words, but this only shows the top part because then like he has like almost like 1990s super baggy over wide pants. And then like, I'd only describe it as like Yeezys or some sort of oversized boot. Like looking at the old full body shot of this, I thought, is that Kanye? Is this like some sort of joke? Like, <laughs> like the ridiculousness oh. of this outfit is on like a Kanye level, like <clears throat> silly fashion week crap type of thing. Like get that off of the paddock, dude. I don't want it. <clears throat> is it is can get, not, can we get, Go ahead, John. Sorry. It's, it is not the most ridiculous thing he has ever worn. Mm. And that's the thing. If you just Google Lewis Hamilton outfit and go to images, you're just going to be like, what is happening here? Uh, at, at, a, at a certain point, like Liberty Media and, and the F1 have to say something, right? Like, well, like similar, to what, no, similar, to, similar to what David Stern did to the NBA. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. You know, with the suits. Yeah. Well, Look, I mean, it's not, it's not quite to that degree. Right. No, no, Hamilton's come on, just, dude. Like, just expressing he, his 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 you know lack of. Uh, Yo, hold is, on. Is this, is this Lewis Hamilton? The word I'm looking for. Next I want to say, Kanye I to say Met Gala. No, okay. It's just hold on a second. Hold on a second. I don't know why that escaped me. 
Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Look, you show up to a race looking like a lollipop princess. Like, you finna catch that smoke, but <laughs> you shouldn't. Like, you can't tell him he can't wear that. Correct. Come on. It's man. 2022. Like, it's not can't. I'm not saying he can't wear it. it. I'm going to make fun of him. He's a clown. I've, I've been saying that since day one. Right. This guy's a clown. 100%. And he dresses like a clown. And I can understand, like, all right, hip-hop scene and, like, silly culture. And the guy who shows up to the Met Gala wearing a suit, but, like, half of it's a dress sort of thing. Whatever. Be eccentric. That's okay. And they already discussed the amount of jewelry he wore. Like, they did AI or Alan Everson back in the day. Although AI did a way better job in the interview than uh, Lewis ever could. Um, that man's got personality and handles um but they reduce the amount of jewelry you can wear at least in the car for safety reasons which makes sense so if he wants to climb it up in the paddock all right certain people are going to be all about it others myself included are going to call him a clown and make fun of him for this ridiculous outfit i'm not saying to i'm not saying that to to point out Lou, lewis hamilton specifically and to be individually attacking somebody i'm saying that for Formula One to and Liberty Media to look at that as like a, a more regulating or uniformizing um, all the drivers into you know whatever brand that they're trying to build and move forward with F one. No, 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 not Okay, that's no. fine. I percent no. the press conference because press conference. I'll give it to you exactly. And so here's the thing: is that like when you are racing and doing your sport and your job, you are wearing a uniform and they, they regulated the uniform by reducing his jewelry, but much like the NBA in current times, the, the walk into the locker room and them wearing whatever they're wearing, be it like, you know, certain outfits or things like that, that kind of is this brand. And if you look at like summer break, which we just came out of and the posts that we're seeing on Twitter and Instagram from the, uh, all of the F1, uh, drivers it's very much their own style and personality and what they choose to wear in an outfit and i mean the guy has tommy hilfinger as one of his main representatives has a has a contract with them and is doing like designer stuff the guy's very much a designer but that world to me as a midwest guy is freaking you're a clown right just wear jeans and a t-shirt i don't need all this whatever the hell this is going on and it's not like i'm i, I don't care if it's max if max showed up like if max verstappen showed up wearing this shit i'd call him a clown <laughs> Right. Well, for the record, what if Max, Max shows up in a gimp suit next week? I would love that. Maybe he so watched much. Pulp Fiction. I don't know. We'll see. He would get all that smoke. <laughs> for the record, I, I am historically, smoke. I am historically anybody that listens to the podcast a Lewis Hamilton defender. So ah, yes, indeed. What I'm saying is, you know, anybody can get it. I don't care if you're my dude or not. But yeah. I just did you guys. I just want you guys to like hold on, listen for a second. You guys hear that? The sound of Ryan being impartial. What? What yeah. happened? <laughs> what is that? You had radio silence yeah. just to have me be impartial with the I fact just, that I don't. I care. just got chills for a second yeah. like, about about Lou. About, he, he defended Hamilton. Yeah, he defended about Lulu you sticking there. up for Lulu. That yeah. was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, well, again, I mean, I think the guy dressed like a clown, but like I get why he does, and it fits his personality. It's fine, right? And like again, he's not in the car wearing this shit. He's just taking the walk in the paddock doing it. And so, like, if that's what he wants to do, all right. I'm still going to make fun of him. But, like, what is – he doesn't give a shit. He's Lewis Hamilton. He owns his style. Yeah. Let him own it. Screw it. Did you, did you also see what he said about um, 
Max Verstappen dominating another race. Oh, he's God. really concerned. People, he's really Not concerned again. about no, fans becoming bored with F1 and the Shut sport up. because yeah. of Red Bull and Max Verstappen dominance. I'm going to get fucking it's crazy. You know it's crazy. I'm going to get fucking triggered. You know what? I'm just, we're just going to name this episode <laughs> John gonna... Hates on Lulu because I got a lot bad to say about Lulu and I've really never spoke out against I've always <laughs> come to Lulu's defense. But, uh, what man. a wonderful day. The... This, this is not the first time, and it's like the sixth time he said that. This, Toto this did it last time. One. Toto did it last the, time. No, the audacity of the most dominant driver in F1 history, <laughs> right? Warning that the fans are going to get uh, bored of a monopoly is just. Uh, it's insane. Man, Lulu, I'm really. I'm, I'm always in your corner, bro. I'm really trying, but you're making it hard. You're making it hard for me <laughs> to, to stick up for you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah 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 you can't do that that's you can't it's just it's divorce from reality whatever you want but like that's divorce from reality yeah i no, i just i can't accept that because it's like mj like being like oh people are going to be bored of corby no the, in the nba world it's like the opposite <laughs> everybody's like oh my time was the best time you guys are weak and like they come out of a totally like if lewis is like ah they're weak and they suck and like we were totally you know which is also wrong because, like, it's a totally different game. But, again, they dominated for seven years He, as a driver. And technically, even last year, Mercedes won the constructors. Uh, during the entire hybrid era until we just changed cars this year, they completely dominated. Yeah. And so, yes. like, any sort of – and I said this when Toto said the same thing, where I was like, look, anybody else on the freaking paddock outside of Mercedes can say it. Ferrari can say it. Uh, Williams can clearly say it. McLaren can say anybody else <laughs> for the love of God, anybody else. It's just nuts. Um, Lewis, you can talk about how in your time you dominated more than, than Michael Schumacher or how you're a better driver than Senna or something of that nature to be going around with your clown hip hop style clothing. At least carry like your, your efficacy of like, yeah, I'm the shit. Not like this. Oh, I'm a whiny guy who also dresses weird. Like it doesn't work for me. I just, it's so, <laughs> it's so self-defeating. <laughs> like I just can't handle <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> Like, um, you can you imagine like Kanye being like, Well, you know, I'm just worried that Drake's gonna sell too many albums. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> never, even when he, even when, even when you Kanye... the fans are, are gonna get too used to Drake, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it just he drops yay and moves it to, to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and buys a bunch of acreage and starts preaching, bro. Right. I want to move to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We all do. Yeah, who doesn't want to move uh, to Jackson Hole? Okay, Wyoming. As a Nebraska guy growing up, it was always, oh, let's go to Colorado. Colorado's overrated. I don't want to go there, especially because the population is busted up in the past 10 years. I'm going to go to Wyoming or Idaho or Montana or Utah or literally anywhere else along the Rockies besides Colorado. Anyways. Montana is one of the last places in the U.S. that feels wild. Mm. Like, yeah. I spent I spent about a month in Helena for work, and like everybody like has to fix fences in the afternoon yeah, but and chop their own firewood. Montana like, does have like John Mayer and some Californians that live there, so it's a little more tainted than like oh, Idaho that's or like, Wyoming. That's like Bozeman. Though. Yeah, what I'm saying is like when you get into the smaller towns in Montana, like it, it's 
definitely more frontiersy than uh, oh, yeah. anywhere else I've ever been. Like, like, like I said, people are like chopping their own wood and fixing fences and taming horses. Go to Northwest like, Nebraska. Every it's the same. Everybody in Helena can ride a horse. Everybody in Helena can ride a horse. It it blows my mind. I want I wanted to buy a ranch and just like start over. Montana's great. So, uh, speaking of another wild place where it rained last year and we got a victory from Max, but not an actual race, which was disappointing. Let's get into the race. Um, we had yeah, yeah, our race did happen it's on a like <laughs> exciting and unexciting as it is. It was very weird. We're, we're for me talking about it. we're talking about fashion in the paddock and the pre-race weekend, basically. Here, let's get into the actual race. So, you know, I, while we're still in the pre-race, did you guys see the dude? In the jetpack, going 200 oh, yeah. kilometers an hour down the Camel Strait yeah. with a F1 car right underneath him. That probably that was, was the gnarly. sickest thing I've ever seen. That was super gnarly. Wow. Someday. Yeah. Someday. That that dude is got has got balls of steel going that fast in a, like a experimental jetpack sort of contraption. I, I think that was. But it's the. The race. Max overtaking the whole field in one yeah, lap. Well, hold on. I mean, mostly. But let's get why, why are we there? Okay, so basically we've got a bunch of new engines coming in. And so we have, we've got Smooth Operator in P1 and Checo in P2. Now there's a little bit of controversy going on from the, the British broadcasters watching it because Max got pole in one lap. And every other team out, that's how dominant Max is. And it's making Lewis upset. But everybody else out there, basically Ferrari, Alpine, they were kind of going one-two on the toes. And so, like, you know, Ocon was helping Alonzo get a better time than Alonzo was helping Ocon get a better time. And Max was like, cool, I got P1, peace, and left kind of Checo to himself. Now, the British broadcasters who have been doing F1 stuff longer than I have watched F1 should know that P2 starting in Spa is actually not that bad because you get a really good toe going up a Rouge, which gives the uh, the Red Bull, which has a better straight line speed than the Ferrari, an opportunity for Checo to overtake Sainz. So it's not the end of the world that he didn't get pulled. Um, so those two are starting out. But we have Max and Charles, um, Lando, a couple others all took engine penalties. Botas did as well. Um, so Max started it in, in P14. Now, after lap one, but more specifically, even after coming out of Eau Rouge into the straight, he was P10. He had already taken four people by the time we got to turn four. Um, and then at Les Combs, as Hamilton uh, decided to break too late and run into Alonso, but you can see in the distance from the POV cam of, of Max's car, uh, Stroll did some stuff that I was like, Stroll, if you hit Max, I'm going to find you and hurt you. Um, so he had to slow down. Alex Albon was able yeah, to overtake Yeah, I have him. no idea what he was doing over there in the gravel. Lance Stroll. He just stuff. kind of, yeah, he just went off on his own. There was really nothing in front of him that would make him do that. I don't know. Lance Stroll. Just lost the tires. And uh, he was the, counting his money. He was distracted. Yeah, he was distracted. Mm-hmm. And Makes then, sense. Uh, by the end of lap one, he was P8, which is crazy. Um, and proceeded by lap seven to be in P4 and completely dominated this race. We also have um, Latifi taking out Bottas and then continuing. The, I think Latifi needs to go. Like, if, if Danny Rick needs a place to go, <laughs> Latifi, you got, look, you helped secure Max's victory last year, but you got to go, man. You're, you're done. I, it's, he's just a hazard. 
he's got some paid money, but not to the level that Stroll does. But it's just nuts. But Max absolutely diamond in this okay. race. It was amazing. It was kind of boring. Not gonna lie. I mean, uh, I, I mean, from like a, who's gonna who's gonna win? Like from a who's gonna win the race? You know, what's the order gonna be? Uh, it was it was pretty much set after lap twenty two. Right after the after Max went into the pits, so he overtook Checo for P1 because Sites had pitted and that dropped him back, and so Checo was at first. And then Max had had overtaken him, and then went you know boxed and came out just behind Sites again, and then take him and overtaken him uh, that next lap. And so after that, that's pretty much how the uh, the grid stayed <laughs> aside from Charles. Oh boy. Oh boy! You know, uh, I'm I'm gonna jump ahead here and talk about some Ferrari just because I'm on the on the <clears throat> thought vein here. Uh, at the begin, a few episodes ago, you know, as this season has gone on, I I've said very candidly and out loud that I would be the chief strategist at Ferrari for pennies on the dollar because I think I could do better than anybody <laughs> that is on their payroll right now. Um, no. I'd like to rescind all of those statements. I'd like to rescind all those statements. Uh, there's no <laughs> amount of money in the world that could pay me. You, you can't pay me enough to go work for Ferrari right now. What? Dude, the race strategist, like, the race strategist for Ferrari is now Charles Leclerc. Didn't you hear the survey they gave him during the race? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Oh, poor dude. Doing 225 miles an hour <sighs> down the Camel Strait. Hey, I have a question for you. Would you like the hard tires or the medium tires? Bro, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, Charles Leclerc is now clearly the strategist for Ferrari. Uh, oh. Mind I don't want the job. I don't want the job anymore. It's just too It's just too much of a huge dumpster fire for even me it's, to put out. It's and out I'm, I'm good at everything. It is out they have, of control. They have sensors, and they have a person whose job is to just stare at the tire temperature and wear and they're asking their driver what tires he wants instead of telling him this is what we're seeing and you should pick this and giving him the opportunity to like pick or not. Yeah, it's it, it's nuts. Oh, hey, I'm looking at your tires there, Chucky. And uh, well, I can't make heads or tails of it. So uh, what do you want to do, buddy? Wait a second. I just, what? You got a minute. There's numbers. <laughs> There's numbers on here on the screen, and uh, the front ones are a different number than the back ones. And I, you know, I, I mean, do they feel oh, good? Boy. Wait a sec, uh, folks. Folks, our Italian is doing a Minnesotan accent for an yeah, Italian yeah, strategist. Just, just so y'all know, because they have not That's how earned. Fucked up they are. They have not earned the Italian. Oh, it's it's not in the snow. I don't know what's happening right now. Maybe you should figure it out. Do you know? Do you know how Enzo Ferrari ran Ferrari but, uh, from the back of a tractor? Yes, but he'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like, these are the tires you're gonna run, and you will like it. Yeah, how'd that work out? This is the car. You can't say it's shit. You're just gonna drive it, and you're gonna win. You're trying to shut yeah. up and drive. The That's only it. the first person to actually talk back to Enzo, who had, who arguably has some of the biggest balls ever in Formula One. Do you guys know who that is? The first person who's to tell Enzo his car is mm-hmm. shit. Is that Nicky Lauda? Nicky Lauda. That's right. 
Oh, that's so on brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's the, so on brand. The first person to have the, and this is before his accident, by the way. The first person to have the balls to tell Enzo that his car was shit. I think it was right after, not to go on too much of a tangent, but I think it was right after uh, he became a paid driver at Ferrari. So Correct. like he's a paid driver and he tells Enzo, like, you're Ferrari shit. Fix it. <laughs> like, we got to fix this. Yeah. And if you, but, know, uh, if you know his story, not the ghost, it's wonderful. The ghost of Enzo and his whatever's left in his grave is absolutely doing somersaults right, right now. Right. Uh, Benicio told- not going to have a job next year is uh, absolutely destroying Charles Leclerc's morale and career. Like, I'll be surprised now, if Charles doesn't retire next year just out of just sheer grief and got, sadness. He's got the longest Ferrari contract on history. Hold He'll on. be fine. He's going to find Hold a on. loophole. He better on. find a loophole. Hold on. We're talking a lot about how much they suck, but I just want to tell a story in case somebody didn't watch the race of a great example besides the, you know, uh, do you identify as Hispanic, Caucasian, or Native American tire choice <laughs> conversation? Okay. Um, okay yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, they gave him a survey. They basically gave yeah. him a survey on yeah. tires. Um, the other, just to, just an episode of what happened. So, Leclerc is in fifth. And he has a huge delta to fourth. He's not going to make it. So, Ferrari gets this idea. On the second to last lap, they want to see if they can set the fast lap to get a point. And they thought that they had enough of a gap behind Alonzo in sixth that he could pull into the pits, a fresh set of softs, and just send it and get the point. Here's the great thing. They completely messed the splits and the pit time's up. Whoever the strategist was that was calculating that was taking a nap. Clark pulls out of the pits, and he comes out barely, I mean, from in front of Alonzo. And Alonzo actually gets past him at one point. And luckily, yeah, they were almost side-by-side going up into En Rouge. En Rouge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Leclerc was able to get in front of him. And here's a funny thing. I think an educated strategist, one, would have looked at the splits and times and known how much gap they had. And that was a dumb idea for one point. Because if you lose a spot, you lose two points. So that's one thing. Uh, Two. um, Holy crap, I just brain farted my my train of thought. By the way, Alonso Uh, got past Charles in the straight. He did, but then then Leclerc was able to to repass him. But uh, so he's able to take it back. The most like poetic, and just oh, that, that's the other point that I brain farted is that no point in time from the entire race was Leclerc ever any closer to Verstappen's split, including qualifying. Right. And over half a second. He at best he was at least point six behind. Right. At all times throughout the weekend. There's no way. And. Verstappen set a new personal best time during the race. And so, like, a strategist would have been like, well, one, the split doesn't make sense. Two, um, we don't have the pace in any circumstance. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he does his lap. He gets the place back. He is 0.6 behind Verstappen's lap, so he doesn't get the point. But this is the best part. This is the best part. This is the best part, folks. The cleric, because they messed up the split. He was anxious and trying to get out in front of Alonzo, and he barely made it. But in doing so, he actually exceeded the pit limiter speed. 
but he was too fast coming out of the pits and they gave him a five second penalty, which you know what that does? That dropped him back <laughs> behind Alonzo in the post race results into six. So not only did he not get the fast lap, even though he finished in front of Alonzo, he got points behind Alonzo. So in Insane. essence, he lost two points where he, he could have just kept it. Could have just kept it. Yep. And, and points. I, I just looked this up while you were t- while you were telling the story. Do you know how much over Leclerc was down the pit? It was pit exit. Like point two. He he was one mile an hour too fast. Wow. It's just it's just like a damn it, kid. Like the universe and well, not the universe. Ferrari just doesn't want you to win. They they'll do anything, anything to spite you. It's it's really tragic it is uh, then uh, then for uh benicio not going to have a job next year to say this morning that uh the strategy is good and, and you know sometimes it's tough in f1 and you just got to keep going forward i think that is a man who is divorced from reality a bit oh yeah <laughs> by the way do you know who has the fastest lap at spa first happen that's correct so somehow <laughs> That strategist said, you know what's a bold move, Cotton? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going <laughs> to dice roll a DC check 19 that our guy is going to go faster than the guy who has gone the fastest ever at this Can circuit. Did you just say DC check 19? That's right. That's for the D&D kids. No, I know you're a virgin. I'm not. I have a kid. Uh, so... <laughs> Don't so, don't be don't be nerd shaming on D and so did Jesus's parents. Hey, D and D one's coming out. It's an all incorporating <laughs> thing here. Dungeons and Dragons is for everybody. If you haven't played D and D, you should. Jesus was not a virgin. He has children. Spill that one trick. Um, I still can't <laughs> I believe Jesus's parents. I can't believe uh, that uh, our Italian correspondent here decided to do a Minnesota accent for the Italian team. That still blows my mind. I, I can't deserving. It. It's yeah. deserving of that of of this low level yeah. wannabe Italian yeah. Ferrari team right now because it, it doesn't. Can you do an it, Italian it looks like spin amateur on, amateur. on a Minnesota accent, John? You want an Italian spin on a Minnesota accent? Yeah. I, well, I mean, I didn't really do really a Minnesota spin on an Italian like accent. Ca- I just Canadian did Minnesota. Or, or Minnesota. Okay, yeah, but I'm saying add a little bit of Italian pizzazz to your uh, Minnesota accent. Oh God! Can he do it, folks? No, I'm not. I'm not. All gonna right, do he's that. not going to make an attempt. I'm, um, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep it on this race here um, because <laughs> there is something that I observed in the post race okay. um, that I thought was interesting. The facial expressions and like the overall attitude of all the podium drivers were kind of the same. They looked like they did not enjoy that race whatsoever. Like they're, it was just like pure dread coming out of the cockpit of those cars and in the cool down room i don't know like their whole their demeanor was like really low energy well i don't know if it was because it was hotter than it usually is in spa yeah it was Um, was definitely oh yeah it definitely was a weird weekend so i mean um, comparable to recent ones max and signs were kind of bullshitting uh in the kind of pre trophy ceremony room uh which again is nice to see uh because max literally tolerates anybody and has good relations with anybody outside of lulu um 
Yeah. They've been talking. They've been talking. They've gotten better. You know, a little bit more. Mostly because Lewis Hamilton's, he's not even. He's so far back yeah. in the points, and so he's not even competitive. Right. And so, but again, it's, it's Spa is, a, is the longest circuit. It is, it is an arduous roller coaster that puts a lot of G's on your body, and it was hot as hell. And Max started in P14, so he had to be hella focused. And even though he's dominating from the front, you still got to watch tire degradation, which again was a big deal. Um, what I find interesting too, I want to bring this up since we talked about Lewis Hamilton for a second, is how far back Mercedes is, uh, their deficit to pull, right? And this was the highest they've had uh, of all races so far this year. They're a 1.7% deficit to pull. Um, there's a radio message of like Lewis being 1.8 seconds back from Verstappen. Um, Hungry, they were obviously at zero with, with the, 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 the two, three there. But yeah, um, another example of them being pretty high would be Baku, which is 1.3. Uh, or Wait, uh, are you talking, wait, this figure, is this a, this is how many seconds behind pole they are? Or what, what is your percentage figure? deficit? So uh, what does that mean? Hold on, let me look at the science behind it. So basically, it's getting their tires working. It's the like, I don't know, it's 1.8 seconds, but like, Essentially, they can't get their temper window window right. Hold on, I should have probably read. That. But I mean, is what like is the average? Number? Yeah, that's the average. Like their percentage back, their deficit. So percentage from what time goal. percentage? Like yeah, what are we talking? I think so. Yeah, it sounds like lap time percentage. Yeah, lap time percentage. So like their overall combined okay. laps for that race is one point seven percent back from. So it's 1. not 1.7 yeah. seconds back. You mean? Yeah. So they're, they're, even though they're 1.8 seconds back, the average lap times of that race nets them a 1.7 deficit. So if you take the time of the pull and then multiply that by the 1.7 or at France it was 1.0, then that's how you get what the overall between George and Hamilton percentage mm-hmm. is, which is why Hungary, when they were 2-3, the deficit percentage was zero. Um, so this is the highest deficit. And you also have the fact that remember going into the summer break that they were worried that Red Bull and Ferrari had some sort of regulation bullshit going on. So Mercedes was trying to call, uh, some shit on that. And we're still seeing that Mercedes is just nowhere close to pace. So even though Ferrari uh, yeah, is an absolute it was dumpster for the, fire, the floor. Yeah. For the floor. So even though Ferrari is an absolute dumpster fire, um, after this weekend, we have Red Bull, Red Bull, because Sergio Perez passed Charles Leclerc, uh, Ferrari, Ferrari, Mercedes, Mercedes, and then Lando, who is the only decent driver at McLaren. I love you, Ricky. Hold on. I love you, Rick, but he's 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 starting to phase out a bit. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, what? Whoa, whoa. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a conversation here right now. No. Daniel Ricardo is the last winning McLaren driver in the last ten years. Let me remind you. I understand. I told you I'm a Danny Rick fan. My, my point is consistency, which is the name of the game in this sport. Uh, he is not, and you, so you don't you don't think that it's a team thing? And so like this, I could I could, like we could go back to Fernando Alonso and McLaren. And the failures there, both on Fernando's side and McLaren as a team. Mm. All right, I don't want to go back too far, but I, I just want to make that reference for those who know. You know, you could go back to that, Kimi Räikkönen and Lewis Hamilton if you really want to talk shop here, bud. But what I'm saying is that Danny Rick is not consistently operating the McLaren to the level that Lando Norris is. So there's that. Uh, I I really I really think point. it's more of a. I think don't, well, you don't think that the the team bears responsibility for providing him a, a good enough working rate race car for his yeah. driving style. But I mean, Norris is making done work that. And he's not. 
Well, Lars is making it work, and he's not. Lars, Lando, not Lord. by a lot. Mm. Not by a lot. Mm. Well, let, let me put it this way: Lando Norris is currently sitting in seventh in driver points, and uh, our good boy Danny Rick is thirteenth, who has Sebastian Vettel, Kevin Magnussen, Valtteri Bottas, Fernando Alonso, and Esteban Ocon are above him. So, yeah, Norris has more than triple the points of Ricciardo, so I would say by a lot. Yeah. So, but here's the deal: is that Danny Rick is an amazing driver. Yes, he has the last one for McLaren. Yes, he helped Renault do phenomenal before they turned into Alpine. Yes, he was a great driver at Red Bull. He should not have left and stuck with the fact that Max is the goat and just been a side guy. Uh, that was his bad decision. Um, but I love Danny yeah. Rick. I don't hate on him at all, but he has consistently not operated the McLaren to the level that Landon Norris has, both this year and last year. Yeah, Lando Norris. shit more. Lando more Norris. Than not. But Lando, well, hold on. Before we said that McLaren car is crap. It's not. Lando Norris is first place in the B teams. Bingo. Exactly. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six for the three, the top teams. And then seventh is Norris. He is first place for the B runners. That's right. Followed by the two most consistent B runners, which is Esteban and Fernando. Uh, right. So whereas Danny is basically following up at the back end of the B runners and then I don't know what the fuck happened to Alpha Tower after last year, but like Pierre Gasly is I a just don't. dumpster fire. I don't know what's happening. Yo, speaking of, did you see how Ocon dirtied Gasly uh-huh. like three quarters of the way through the race? Yeah. Yeah. I, that is I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with Alphatari, but hopefully they figure it out by next year. I mean, come on, Red Bull's dominating. You guys should be at least somewhat. Well, yeah, Helmet, Helmet Marco has said that uh, Gasly probably doesn't have a contract after next year. No, Sonoda's at least got his little Asian ass together and kind of figured it out, but I don't know. I can't say that. What the hell? Yeah, he's he's, he's like five foot two. At least like a Japanese. Just, why has he got to be a little Asian ass? Because that's what he is. He's a short, he's Japanese oh, ass. Oh, sorry, that's right. just, I know. Which, get us canceled. <laughs> cancel culture. No, look, I watch anime. It's fine, folks. Uh, I'm going to post I, that exact clip. I was, just, I was a weeb. I was a weeb. I was a weeb in the 2000s. I'm getting a cowboy beat up. You realize you're doing the weeb equivalent of saying i have a black boyfriend yeah i got i got i got i got a katana over here it's fine folks it's fine no that's the sound bite that's the sound i love i love sonoda he's great um (laughs) sonoda's awesome (laughs) little little asian he's got a little asian alpha terry car with that italian dress up um, so, I do not uh, like Sonoda for the record. Not I think, fan. yeah, but you're not a Max fan either. I think Sonoda is an interesting twist. Um, yeah, because they're assholes. Yeah, I love the heels. Um, Ric Flair over Hogan. I also think Sonoda's an asshole. Yeah, Ric Ric Flair over Hogan all day. Um, so yeah, <laughs> generally, I would I would say not the like most exciting race, but I think there was enough. If you follow F1 consistently with the tire changes, the strategy issues, the general good mid paddle battle pack with where everybody was with Lando coming back. But after this race, you've got Max Verstappen is currently 284 on points and Charles Leclerc is 186. This is not looking good. And the broadcaster said during the race, it's not a matter of like him winning the championship. It's what race before Abu Dhabi is he going to be declared the champion? (laughs) Yeah. Also, by the way, it's pretty much in the bag now. Happened a few times for two other drivers. I know uh, one of them being Lewis Hamilton and the other being uh, Michael Schumacher. So like, I, I don't know. Again, Lewis, don't complain about the fact that like another team is dominating like you did for 
years. Um, and only only you yourself got beat by the same car that dominated Nico Rosberg. So like whatever. Um, sure. I always love that. It's a great race. What? Um, I, you I, know what how was... I know that you that that you're just like a a Lewis hater to the core is What's that, that you mention nico rosberg as much as nico rosberg mentions nico it's, rosberg yeah but it's like it's like how <laughs> saying steph curry's got as many rings as as, as LeBum, dude so like i'm a LeBum hater to the core and i'm proud of it whatever yeah hate is gonna hate i'm gonna hate all day hate 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 i'm that's whatever i don't care i'm gonna stick to it los angeles <laughs> sucks boston for life let's go yeah he's saying that in a boston jersey by the way folks yeah all right yeah. so he's true he's true to his word i'm gonna go down to Habit. we can watch the boston set just kick the shit out you know it's all right all right whatever anyways i digress uh, wow, that's that was, that was nice that was uh that was our f1 talk uh let's get into what i wish i was driving lenny's got the car this week john you want to run through the rules and then lenny gave us a hit let's get into it okay all right uh what i wish i was driving is our automotive version of 20 questions this particular case, Lenny's picked a car, and Ryan and I have 20 yes or no questions to figure out what it is. We can only guess the car once. If we guess and it's wrong, we'd lose. Uh, Lenny, do you have a hint? Yes, I do. The headlights are round. Oh, not the taillights, though, because then we know exactly what the car it is. The headlights are round. And uh, generational... No. Okay. No generation round headlights. God, I feel like we're down to like 20 cars out the gate here. <laughs> there were only a few. I feel like, yeah. is like Jeep one of them? Jeep has round headlights, but Lenny wouldn't pick a Jeep. Um, Lenny, was this car uh, initial, like original manufacture date prior to see round headlights january 1st 1995 prior to it was prior to that was okay. very specific with the january 95 because <laughs> we've well, I, I just think, i think we got 95 i think we got mixed up on that once uh yeah i think it was what car you had picked and it was a, a 2000 i can't remember what car that is now but yeah I, okay is this an american car it is not hmm American, no. Uh, is this European? It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Has hey, it, it's got to be an headlight. It's got to be an old five. Lenny, is this a BMW? No. Okay. That's a lot of round headlights. It is a um, lot of round headlights. I don't know why I didn't guess nationality first. Why, yeah, why didn't you just oh, ask German, dude? I got ex No, because BMWs up until the uh, bangle designed years were all round headlights. Doesn't, so I got doesn't the Beetle have a round headlight too? Yeah, yeah, there's lots. Uh, okay, it's European. Uh, Lenny, is this car from the UK? No. Is this car German? Nine. Oh boy, do the Italians do round? Or France? Or he's going to be real cheeky and do some shit like you did last week and go like Volvo and. Not German, it's not UK. Um, is it Italian? It is. Okay. It's a spicy meatball. Okay. Um, Do Ferrari or, or Lambos ever have round? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But we have to go further back in time. You only associate your Italian cars with Ferraris and Lambos. Man, you have living in a small world, son. Alfa Romeo. Yeah, that's one. Um, Um, Lenny, is this car most stereotypically associated with super and hyper cars? And when I say that, just to be clear, I would say Ferrari and Lambo are at the low end of that market segment they would be in that market segment so just for more atmospherics brands like fiat and alfa romeo are not supercar hypercar manufacturers brands like ferrari and lamborghini are and i feel like i've given you enough background it 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 is in the spectrum of the higher end okay okay oh and uh lancia is also italian see i know italian brands take me a second See, Lancia is weird because they're day walkers because they most yeah. of their cars are not high end, but then they'll have like one or two that totally doesn't the Stratos have round wheels or round uh, headlights? It does it when they like pop f- up. Four of them. No, the the, re- um, the replica you told us uh, showed us had like f- four or five, six. Okay, well, are yeah, you talking? Rally kit. Are you yeah. talking about Stradale or the competition? Yeah, yeah. They both have round headlights. One has pop ups. Well, the others the. Race cars have pop-ups too, but they also have a light pod. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is that a day walker? Let's see. Lance is our day walkers. That's like the perfect, perfect. description for them. Yeah. Lenny, um, is this car... Is this car's lineage... Um, how should I phrase Does this? it start with is this car? Now, does this car is this car most known for its participation in a professional motorsport? No, not Ferrari. <clears throat> it could be Ferrari. There's plenty of models. Oh, so you're, like ta- you're saying is this Ferrari model F40. associated with? Yeah, the, is this model correct? Not the brand. Yeah. Right, not the brand. So, like the Ferrari F40, for instance, is not actually well known for its participation in motorsports. Okay. Um. That eliminates our group B's. Wait, hold on. Hey, uh, is this is this a is this car a part of the tractor company family? Uh, that'd be a Lamborghini or Ferrari. Does the manufacturer of this car have roots in making tractors, aka Ferrari Lambo? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Lenny, is this a Lamborghini? It is. That was number 11? Yep, we're on 12. Sorry, I was just catching up. We're on 12. I tried to do a multi-choice question without doing a multi-choice question there with the tractor question. (laughs) No, that was good. That was good. That was good. Um, Is this a V12? Oh. oh, he's going to the books, folks. He's going to the books. Oh, this is going to be... He's going to the books. It is. It is, okay. I was going to say, he picks like a Yuraka or a Jalpa or something stupid. Going like to that. the books. Okay, it's a V12. Um, <laughs> is this in a rap song? <laughs> no. Uh, was this car's original manufacture date in the 80s? No. Oh. Okay, so it could be 90 to 95 OG date, although I don't think... Maybe the Diablo. Yeah, we got to go back further. No, I can't remember when the Diablo started being. 92? Um, no, 89. 
See, that's what I'm thinking. I think, um, isn't it late 80s for the Diablo? I think so, but I'm not sure. It could have been early 90s. Uh, I oh, I think it was early 89 90s. 89 or 92, like in that window makes sense to me. Uh, was this car's original manufacture date in the 70s? No. Okay. 60s, Lambo? I mean, that would be like a Miura, and there might be one or two other models that are like not well-known. Oh, wait, they had some like Luxo cars in the 60s, too. Um, uh, was this car made in the 90s? Mm. No. Mm -mm. Okay. That is question 15. Okay, so this is old. This is six, 60s. 60s. Yeah. So, but uh, Lambo started making cars post World War II, which would have put us in the 50s or 60s. 60s. Yeah, so he either there. went like real, real, real hard mode or it's something like a Miura or something. Yeah, like but like that. 50s cars were rocking like V18s and shit. V12s didn't become a thing until. Uh, like Lambo's, Lambo's always been a. Lambo's always been a V12. Player. So they didn't play with a V18, V22. Nah, shit, like nah. Mercedes did. Okay. That was that was before their time. That was Mercedes and in that era. Okay. Um. <laughs> the Lambo also has like low car models, so there's only got to be like one or two here, right? So they, oh my gosh, they started making cars, I believe early 60s when the company was founded yeah because it was after ferrari which was in the 50s so we have basically narrowed this down it's the era of the beatles okay yeah um which then we're looking is it the miura you said what other options are there miura so they just had some like there's only like a handful okay yeah that's what i'm saying uh lenny is let me think um lenny is this car mid-engined Tis. Okay. Wait, that means. What was the friggin' Spada? That mid engine? No. No, it was like a station wagon. I think that only leaves. Okay. Oh, uh, Lenny, not a question, question, but a clarifying question. Trim? Like, specific model? Just the base model? Like, what do we have to guess here? You do have to guess the trim model, yes. Oh, yeah. See, okay. Clarify at the top. That's part of the look, gen trim. Look, okay, oh, Ryan. Okay. This is a '60s Lambo with a mid-engine. It has to be a Miura. Yeah. Okay. It has to. Okay. The thing that's going to make this hard is which Miura, because the basic B Miura is also known as a P400. Okay. And you've got the S and the SV, and I don't remember what those actually mean. Sport vehicle, um, probably. Yeah, they're, they're nice. Sport more more power. Yeah. Um, uh, Lenny is... Uh, just, I'm just going to clarify. Lenny, is this car considered by many one of the most beautiful cars ever made? It is. <laughs> okay, so it's a mirror, for sure. How did this not make uh, your list last week? A mirror? Yeah. Because they're trillions of dollars. Yeah, you just get a replica. They, that's the, the, not... the replicas are millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Nobody really makes them. Um, okay. Um, 
they also made a couple like one-off weird ones um Lenny mm. is uh, how should I phrase it? Uh, Lenny, you is this one cons- got a three more and a guess? I think it's two more and a guess, right? Oh, you're right. 17, two more and a guess. 18, 19, yeah, three more. Yeah, and a yeah. Two more. Uh, is this like the peak performance model of whatever this car is? Sure is, John. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lenny, is this like nomenclature for the model still used on modern Lambos today? Ooh, it is. So, Very okay, well. I think is that the SV well you're talking about versus the S, John? Correct. Okay. All right. Lenny, is this the Lamborghini Miura P400 SV? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It yes! sure is, John. Okay, oh, there uh, it is. By the way, reason, reason why I picked this, this is. Oh, like John said, probably one of the most beautiful cars ever made. Very elegant looking. Uh, first manufactured in 1966 uh, until 1973. The SV, the P400 SV, uh, was presented in 71. We said 70s, you uh, said no. What the fuck? Well, well the Miura was uh, in the 60s. Okay, all right. The original manufacturer date of the Miura P400 was 66, like I just said. Um, okay. The SV uh and in its name stands for super veloce which uh i believe was the first time that that name was used on a lamborghini car nice. uh if anybody could correct me on that uh, on social please at me i'm i'm just I'm talking out my neck hey, or maybe lenny what are our social sure, by the way. One on the other i didn't plug them uh, socials yeah <laughs> zero, zero lift po- yeah at me at, at mr zero lift on all social media or zero lift podcast also on all social media. So uh, if I'm wrong, and if you have, you know, some evidence to prove that, please, at me. Let's go. Uh, but it is one of the first, uh, it's the first production car to have a V12 mid-engine two-seater configuration on the market, which is also a first. Pretty baller. Pretty baller. Uh, Thanks a lot. Yeah. And it's also, weird. Very nice. it's also weird because it was long, or uh lateral mounting is a longitudinal so the engine was sideways huh. yeah transversely mounted v12 interesting yep. what a cool ass um and it was also kind of a huge piece of shit uh <laughs> yeah i mean as much as i love it uh i think it didn't drive well i think uh was it old jeremy from top years famous as saying is like this is actually a rubbish car to drive <laughs> <laughs> and like being serious about it absolutely man that's so there you go folks Good choice, good choice, that's, honey. That's what I wish I was driving this week. Well, you can, uh, again, let us know what uh, you think about this car choice. And uh, if it is the first of its type uh, at Zero Lift Podcast, both Instagram and Twitter, you also have our Discord you can join. I apologize for the large dogs barking in the background. Uh, 100 pounds of German. <laughs> to you. Uh, we thank you for joining us on this wonderful episode with F1. We'll probably have another one next week because it is still race week. It's triple header going forward. Uh, but if you do have any interesting topics you'd like us to talk about, soapbox, BS about, please hit us up on our Discord or any of our social medias. You've been joined by me, Ryan, the general car noob here, and I've been joined by the wonderful experts, Lenny and John. Thanks for uh, taking this journey with us, guys. We'll see you next time. Yo. Keep it penned. <laughs>